the current AP poll, results of our online fan poll, and why bye weeks really, really suck. All that and much more next on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome back to Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. This is episode 27, and we are on a bye week, and I hate bye weeks. Yeah, I don't like bye weeks because I look forward to that Saturday of getting up, uh, listening to Hang On Sloopy, uh, maybe an early beverage, even if it's a night game, what the hell, early beverage, and uh, kind of get the day rolling, and kind of gives you something to look forward to. And Yeah, exactly. And I think this this episode today is going to be geared a little bit towards some of the other things going on. I mean, we're still talking Ohio State football here. Don't get all crazy on us, but we are going to touch on some other things we don't really get to when we have a game that week. So we're going to go ahead and touch on some of that stuff. And one of the things I want to start it off with is the current AP poll, man. Um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to that. So for everybody that doesn't know, um, right now the way it sits, we got Georgia number one, Cincinnati number two, Oklahoma three, Alabama four. Ohio State at five, that team up north at six, Penn State seven, Oklahoma State eight, Michigan State nine, and Oregon ten. And um, I think there's a lot to be said after what happened this past weekend and the weekend before that, man. What do you think? Yeah, um, they're definitely getting some a little bit of mix-up uh, kind of near the top. But, I mean, all of the teams that we're kind of expecting to be there at the end are still really in the mix. I mean, obviously, uh, Georgia, we're expecting at this point, like they're probably almost going to be a lock because I'm not seeing them lose anywhere else and they can still lose in the SEC championship game and get in. So I'd almost give them a lock right now. Um, as long as Alabama wins out and beats Georgia, which is going to be a little bit of a tall task, um, I believe they'd be in. So realistically, we're kind of still looking where these other couple spots are going to come from. And I think it's really interesting to see how different teams actually got treated uh, compared to uh, what some other teams in other conferences got treated. So I'm, ta- yeah. I'm talking mainly about Iowa and the fact that Iowa was in a very similar situation that Alabama was in. Now, they're not identical. I mean, obviously, I was at home. Alabama had to play on the road. Um, but they were still both losses to a two-loss unranked team, and because of the win, those teams became ranked the following week, and Alabama loses four spots, I believe, on their loss, and Iowa lost nine. And let's not forget, too, that you have to take them at what they are at this early in the year. What I mean by that is you can't say, okay, well, they beat a you know a 12th-ranked so-and-so, but then later on in the year, they end up not ranked. At the time, you're playing them. Okay, so at the time you're playing them, you know, Iowa's beat uh, Indiana was ranked 17th. Yeah, Iowa State was ranked 9th. Penn State's ranked 4. That's four wins yeah. in the top 18. Or, sorry, three wins in the top 18. Alabama beat Miami, first game opener, uh, ranked 14 at the time. Florida ranked 11, and Ole Miss ranked 12. Okay, to me, not a ton of difference. As a matter of fact, I think the Penn State win was probably a better win than any of the Alabama wins. Mm-hmm. I agree. But Alabama drops four. And Iowa drops nine. So that leads me to what the national perspective really thinks about the Big Ten. 
other than I, Ohio State. No, it, it's not the Big Ten. Like, don't get me wrong. There is definitely still bias SEC over Big Ten. I think it is more based on the brand name. That even though I was viewed as a pretty decent team year in and year out, they're not really ever going to get the benefit of the doubt because they're still not that elite blue blood program. Well, then what do you think about our brand name? I think our brand name helps us. Because we dropped I, six. Yeah. Um, and also, on top of that, we lost to a team that's still ranked in the top 11 in the country. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I still think there's definitely SEC bias in there. Um, and that's the way the national media kind of portrays these. But I just... It really surprises me how similar some of these losses were now given. I will say that, you know, Iowa did not look good at all. They lost by three scores. They got dominated. And apparently Purdue just likes to crap in everyone's cereal because that's about all they're good for is ruining good seasons for, for teams. But to be perfectly honest, you know, I definitely would agree that almost everyone outside the SEC believes that Iowa got done dirty there. I mean, you lose one game being number two in the nation, you drop to eleven. Like, I, w- I would understand maybe Cincinnati doing something like that, but Iowa, after the wins that they've had and they dropped nine spots, are you kidding me? I just, it, it upsets me for a certain reason, and that is because it just feels like, I don't know, I, w- I won't say there's an SEC bias to me. I feel like there's a Big Ten hate in there. I feel like they love to hate on us. They love to, like I said, Iowa, Iowa has signature wins, man. And our game, if, if you want to take it to Ohio State, our game could have gone either way. We've beat it like a dead horse, right? We had several chances to put that game away and couldn't do it. But it still wasn't a blowout. We didn't get killed. And the team we had, I'm sorry, I said 11 earlier. They're ranked 12 in the country right now. 12th in the country. So they're still hanging around. They're still a good football team. But yet we drop six. Alabama loses to an unranked team. And they drop four. Right, they got to keep losses. them close, buddy. Got to keep them right. close. Like just well, that, that, it just irritates me because I don't understand it. Like, so is it all the eye test? There is no resume anymore. Is that what it is? Like, we think Alabama's good, so we're only going to drop them three or four spots. Yeah, yeah. To be perfectly honest, now I know we're sitting here arguing the AP poll, and a lot of other people are too, and then a million other people have their polls out, um, and some of them are intentionally trying to, you know, clickbait people and trigger them to try to get responses and putting out landish stuff uh, out there, but. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the CFP poll. Um, there are the CFP rankings when those come out at the beginning of November. So it'll be really interesting to see. Now, given, I mean, we still got, what, three, four weeks for that happens. So there's November a lot 2nd, that can happen. Week 10 this year. I, I don't know why I thought it was earlier than that, but it's week 10. Yeah. So there's a lot that can happen between now and then still. And it may be a lot more of a clear picture, or it could be even more chaotic. I mean, who knows? But, I mean, me personally, and I... <laughs> I know I don't like that they wait uh, to give the CFP poll to that late in the season. I'd rather them do a little bit earlier because I'd like to really get a gauge on what they're actually looking at. Because for the first seven, eight weeks, I mean, all we're doing is sitting here arguing everything. And then finally, it's like once it gets to the CFP, some of it's already kind of figured out. And it's like, well, duh. But I think there's enough chaos now. I'd like to really see where the CFP would really see where Cincinnati's at. Uh, I would like to really see where they put Alabama at at this point or where they put us at. You know, that way we can at least understand a little bit more criteria of what they're looking at. Like Ohio State may be uh, a lot worse than six in the CFP because we did lose one game and it's the only ranked win we have. 
And that's understandable if that's where the CFP is looking at it. But if you're going to do that, then they need to not be dropping teams like Iowa nine spots after winning three ranked games um, and not only dropping Alabama by four. So I would really like to see the CFP come out a little bit sooner in the season to really gauge kind of what their criteria is. See, the reason I think they don't is because they don't want to open themselves up to exactly what we're talking about. They don't want to have that much room for discussion for that many weeks. That's how I feel it. I feel like they come out, they're going to gauge the media, they're going to watch the games, they're going to see where they're going to be at, and they're going to give an opinion. But it's so late in the season, they feel like teams have caught their stride, they're going to catch their stride, and everything like that. So they put that out, and I feel like they just get beat up less the more they wait. Right. Let's. We got kind of a, a cluster of things that we want to cover today. We're gonna gonna. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where are you going? We had a fan a poll on this, buddy. Well, I know. I thought that's what we were getting to. Back next. it on up, brother. Beep beep. Put that thing in reverse. That's right where I was leading to. <laughs> I was rolling right into. We're sitting here talking about Iowa and Cincinnati, and all let's get to the poll. Let's see what everyone else thought online. We put a poll on Facebook um, last week. A lot of you seen it, and thanks everybody that went and voted. Um, it's awesome. So we have something to talk about every week. Um, but on the fan poll, we asked, knowing what you know now, okay, who would you pick to be the final four in the CFP at the end of the year? So that's based on right now, what you've seen the last couple of weeks. And the results, honestly, were not that surprising to me. Um, coming in at first place was uh, Ohio State at 26 votes, which we, I mean, it's an OSU pa- fan page. So, yeah. Um, second was Georgia with 23 votes. Cincinnati with 16, Bama with 16, Iowa with 10, Oklahoma with 6, Kentucky with 2, the team up north with 1, and Oklahoma State with 1. Now, do you have any Hold surprises? Hold on, who in the hell voted for the team up north on our page? You know what? I didn't look. It's shameful. <laughs> it's shameful. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? This is I, an 81 Honda. I drive How a Dodge you? Stratus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, is, do you see any surprises there? Are you surprised by any of that outcome? No, but here's what I find. I find two points interesting there, and I find it interesting that Ohio State is up at the top. And I'm not saying, obviously, I know we're more of a homer page, obviously, so we're going to get that. But it's interesting to see that maybe no more than three weeks ago, we weren't even viewing ourselves as a team that could win the Big Ten. And here we are already, I guess, looking at this like if we don't come out of the Big Ten what happened and it's crazy how much things have really switched in the confidence in the fan base is really starting to show that i mean i know that we're homers but we're also realistic too people aren't just like oh you're ohio state because we love ohio state like if we really didn't think ohio state was one of the four best teams in the country we really would not be voting for them i mean we're an intelligent fan base and we we really tried to do it as objectively as we can, a hell of a lot better than the people down south in ESPN do it. But um, I think that's very interesting that, you know, a lot of people are really high on us and that we have a lot more confidence. And I also find it interesting of how low o- uh, Oklahoma got on that vote. I mean, they're th- right. They're third right now. They got six total votes. That's and what exactly what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. What are they like seventh or eighth best that I think the fan poll came up with? Like people are seeing through some of this smoke screen that is Oklahoma and they're getting by with their brand name as well a little bit. But, you know, I think their quarterback change that they had definitely helped them out a lot. I mean, Texas gave them a gift a couple weeks ago. 
And realistically, I mean, besides a, a future matchup, of, I believe with Oklahoma State, like they're going to have a cakewalk the rest of the way. So they got they're going to be who's ranked just cracked the top 25 at 20, I believe. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that could be right. challenging. But, you know, it's just it's like the same old Oklahoma. And I know that people look at Ohio State and say it's the same old Ohio State, blah, blah, blah. But it's not, you know, it's every year should be in itself different. But there's it's crazy to still see that. A lot of these teams are still in the same position, and we're still seeing some of the similar things. Like, okay, there's SEC dominance, apparently, according to ESPN. Even though the Big Ten statistically so far has proven to be one of the better conferences in the country this year, especially the East Division. But I don't know. Like, I'm over this Big 12 Oklahoma-Texas crap back and forth because, you know what? It's now to the point where Oklahoma hasn't shown us anything in the playoffs. I mean, they had that one good year and could have maybe squeaked it out against Georgia um in the playoffs when baker was there but other than that they're just big time pretenders at some point you know are we going to keep this team out from becoming just an easy stepping stone for the number one team in the country to get almost like a free buy to the national championship game because that's essentially what it's been every time a team's played oklahoma and like the two three matchup is the grueling matchup see i'm thinking that the cfp committee better hope to god that oklahoma doesn't win out they better hope that they stumble because we could be looking at a terrible scenario going forward. You know, if uh, if Georgia makes it to the SEC championship game and loses to Alabama, giving both of them one loss, and Cincinnati stays undefeated, and um, and Oklahoma stays undefeated, then you'd have a one-loss Ohio State Big Ten champion. You'd have one loss, two one-loss SEC schools, and Cincinnati hanging out, and an Oklahoma undefeated. I mean, that'd be a heck of a scenario at the end of the year. It would, but I don't think that's that difficult to figure out because the one left out there would be Cincinnati all day because Cincinnati will end up not having the overall resume these other teams do. And then they're going to look at what losses do they have. Ohio State does not have a bad loss. That Oregon game is not a bad loss. It looked bad because we were favored by, you know, two touchdowns or something like that. But it was early in the season and we were learning and growing. And especially if we keep dominating teams, there's no way that Cincinnati stays ahead of us. While I agree with you, man, what are we doing then? If that's going to be the storyline, if that's going to be how this goes, why why does Cincinnati even play football? Because if there is not four unranked or sorry, four undefeated teams going into the final CFP and Cincinnati's been ranked in the top 3 the whole year and they get left out as an undefeated team when there's teams with losses getting in there, then what is Cincinnati even playing football for? Why even have a program? Well, Cincinnati's had more of a front-loaded season. I mean, they played Indiana and they played Notre Dame, and now know, they're pretty saying, much playing what, what in conference. Like, well, right now that's where they're like at. Ohio State. Well, okay, so f- just flip the schedule around and say Ohio State's gone through that gauntlet at the beginning of the season, and Notre or Cincinnati's playing those teams late. C- Cincinnati would be behind Ohio State and never be able to climb over top of them because they would never have the the schedule and the quality wins over what Ohio State would have at that point yeah, or any of these other teams. Alabama has Auburn left, and that's it, and a cakewalk. So they're front-loaded, too. Yeah, but Vanderbilt's harder than any team that uh, Cincinnati will play, apparently. Uh, apparently. I'm just saying, it makes no sense to me to tell these schools that they're playing for the same trophy that everybody else is playing for, and then when they win it, and there's other teams that lose, they still don't get in. I don't know how you could do that and be reputable. How can you do that? Well, You either the- have to expand the playoff, Right, and, let and that's them essentially in. where we're going. I mean, it it will expand. I mean, it. I mean, that's a whole nother debate. But this is a perfect example of a year like this. If 
everyone wins out like we think is possible, then you're going to have five, six legitimate teams for four spots. Most years, you pretty much have two really good teams, maybe a third, and then you kind of like flip a coin for who's going to get that four spot. But realistically, I mean, it's not many teams, but this year really feels like there's a handful of teams that could probably give this a run. I mean, the only true dominant team we've seen from start to finish uh, Cincinnati's been good, but they struggled a little bit with some teams, but they, they still have looked good, but really it's been Georgia and it's been this Georgia defense, which I mean, they're stupid good, man. I really watched them against Kentucky this past weekend and, you know, I hate to say it, man, but they're really good. Um, I think they haven't played a really dynamic offense yet and we haven't really seen them be like really tested, but still what they're doing is unreal. And the offense doesn't have to be great for Georgia. It just needs to be able to score 25, 26, 28, 30 points, and they're not going to give up that many. I don't know. I just it's, – it's frustrating to me because I'm looking at, you know, all these other – I'm just looking at the way that, that it's going to shake out and the possibilities of it. Because, you know, one thing we didn't even talk about, you know, if Oregon wins out, Oregon will have one loss versus Ohio State. But, I, but, I mean, if you look at the remaining schedule, uh, Ohio State already uh, even – Ohio State's already ahead of them. Now, that's, of course, AP. Don't know if they would view the same light if it was CFP ranking, but we're already ahead of them, and we got tougher matchups uh, to go through up to this point. I know, but the point I'm trying to make is that nobody's talking about. You keep saying the front-loaded schedule, and they have tough— Yeah, look at Alabama. That's what I'm trying to say. They don't have anybody left but Auburn. Right, and that's so not even really that big of a game. It'd be, so it'd what be are interesting we to here? see. Well, and the only way you can get away with that is if you keep beating teams fifty to fourteen or something like that. Like well, maybe, yeah, but Cincinnati's doing that. I know, and that that's a, that is a legit point. That's the style points that a team like that needs to keep having. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the situation here because it it's very frustrating to me because I keep thinking to myself all the years that we had, you know, really good Boise State teams, really good since, you know, Cincinnati team this year and Utah's good before Houston's been good before. I want to see these guys play the big dogs. That's I do what too. I want to see. I do too now, not not at the result of keeping Ohio State out. I don't. You know, if it's going to be a toss up to where it's between Ohio State and them, obviously I'm always going to fight for Ohio State and believe it. Um, but I agree. You know, that's one of the beauties of the NCAA basketball tournament is that it's really open to anyone and anyone has a legit shot. Now, given some of these, you know, lower conference teams and the ones that get automatic buys that, you know, coming at 17, 15 their 16 seeds, like almost don't have a chance, but everyone gets a crack at it at least in the postseason, you know, or at least a handful of teams of nobodies. And that's where you get those cool Cinderella stories as, you know, whatever. Um, and they're the, these like group of five teams, these really good ones are a lot closer than to the big dogs than what those basketball teams are. And I think if you could get them there, I mean, look at what Cincinnati did with Georgia last year, um, in the bowl game, like almost had them beat up until the very end. You know, I think Cincinnati could play with anyone this year. Um, the reason I'm kind of fighting it this year is because I believe in my heart of hearts that Cincinnati is a good football team. I think that they can compete with, and I'm not saying that they could beat Georgia. Do I know that? No. Do I think they could beat Ohio State? I don't think so. But I think they can compete with the top five or six teams in the country. I think they're right there. I really do. And you're old school like I am, too, in the fact that, hey, listen, they're having an incredible season. You need to be rewarded for that. 
And yeah. how would it feel to have that kind of a special season with, you know, a potential Heisman candidate quarterback um, and be blowing teams out in this much hype to win everything out, to get beat out by a team that's lost once? That's that's what a recruiting tool, right? Hey, come to Cincinnati where no matter what happens, even if you beat everybody 65 to 10 and win all your games, you're still not going to the CFP. How's that for a recruiting tool? I know. Honestly, Cincinnati needs Georgia to win out and beat Alabama. Uh, Cincinnati needs Oklahoma to lose. And realistically, Cincinnati needs Ohio State to lose. Because I'll tell you what, if Ohio State loses, say to like, I don't know, we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit because there could be some trappings. But let's say Ohio State loses but still gets to the Big Ten championship or somehow you have a two-loss Big Ten champ. Big, Big Ten's out. That leaves two spots then potentially for SEC, but then at that point, you're not going to take a two-loss non-conference champ over an undefeated Cincy at that point. So, you know, Cincinnati just needs chaos to happen around them. They need to keep doing their thing. And, I mean, if as we've seen already this year, there's been a lot of chaos this year. Dude, and I say it every year. You've heard me say it a million times. I want chaos. I yeah. want to get into the playoffs. I do. I want Ohio State in every year, and I want to win a national championship. But I want the chaos because I want the committee to have to make these decisions. I want to see them double down and put their money where their mouth is. And then when they do, I want to hear them explain it to me. Why? They never will. They never will. They never do. They, they give never me that get... little, well, yeah. we figured this, we figured that. You know, they put the spokesman out there, the the point man out there, and let him in yeah. dole it out to you. But still, i like to know why. Okay, right. if you feel like that, why? I think that's a good segue into us talking about the remainder of Ohio State's schedule. It's a tough one, buddy. Yeah, so with uh, Purdue recently being ranked, uh, assuming they're still ranked when we play them, that would potentially give us five out of six games, assuming we would went out and go to the Big Ten championship game, five out of six games of ranked teams, and I believe three of those being in the top ten. So that is a hellacious schedule. I don't care who you are. And that right there, you can get through that gauntlet. I mean, there's no way you can get left out. But, I mean – Thinking too far ahead, I mean, that's just going to be hard uh, getting through that schedule as it is. I mean, even though I know Indiana's not that great this year and we're going to do our pregame for that, that's still a game on the road at night. Okay? That's not yeah. going to be the easiest environment to play. Then we turn back around and we got Penn State that they just came out today and said that's a that's a night game at Ohio State. And we haven't played Penn State at home at night in a while. I mean, it's probably been back Braxton Miller or maybe uh, JT Barrett. But even that JT Barrett one where uh, he had to come back there in the fourth quarter, that's still a 330 game. Um, we haven't really had that true night game in a long time. So that'll be interesting. We also have two sneaky games in there. I mean, obviously we know we have Michigan State on the road, which is right before we play the team up north, uh, and then play the team up north on the road. I mean, that's, that's those are going to be tough back-to-back ones right there. But we also got Purdue, who is looking like a fairly hot team now who just upset Iowa, and then we go to Nebraska. And that one could be sneaky because Nebraska, I think, is better than what their record is. They've given other teams problems, and that's going to be a road game for us as well. So even the games that aren't ranked potentially, man, we've got got probably one of the toughest, if not the toughest, uh, finishing schedules of anyone in the country. And that's why I think it's so important for Ryan Day to keep these kids focused at this point. They've got to not look ahead to anything. They need to be focused on Indiana and Indiana only. And I know there's shinier rocks in the ocean right now past that. I mean, there's a lot of big games out there, a lot of night games like we talked about. But still, 
I mean, we've got to stay focused week to week and just eye on the prize, dude, because I'm telling you, that that Purdue win really rang a bell in my head. I went, okay, well, we already know Purdue is known for knocking people off while, while being unranked. They've done it a kabillion times. Mm-hmm. But still, it's a good reminder that those trap games are there, man. They're there. And they can be Indiana, they can be a ranked team, or they can be Illinois. You just never know. So I think they really need to stay focused as the season goes and take this thing one week at a time. And I really think that's going to pay dividends in the end of the season. But, man, anybody can jump up and bite you, dude, in these last couple games. Hey, dude, I actually want to ask you about those alternate unis that we're going to be wearing uh, when we play Penn State in a couple weeks. Um, Have you seen the picture of him yet? I haven't. Uh, Do yourself a favor and look it up, dude. It's all scarlet. So it's our normal home scarlet tops but it's matching scarlet bottoms and i'll be honest the only thing that would keep us uh, away from looking like wreckers is the fact that we still got a silver helmet like not digging it man personally Um, i know a lot of people like it i'm not digging it davis you know me a long time i did enjoy the black jersey that that's one of the few that i like i mean do you remember when they did the old school ones that were supposed to look like back when the helmets were made out of leather. And yes. like we, God, those were hideous. But I'm going to tell you this. I like, I'm very superstitious. I'm very weird. I like my Buckeyes to look like my Buckeyes every week. I, do I don't want it changed. I want it to look like it's supposed to look like. I just feel like that, all that stuff is a distraction. Yeah, I think it's extra stuff that we don't need to do. And I've I've been a big proponent of saying, hey, Ohio State is one of those iconic brands that were easily identifiable with our color, our, our color schemes and our jerseys and everything. And I don't think they should be messing with it at all. I like the true home and I like the true road. And I don't like any mix up in that personally, dude, with the exception so of that all black. I know we are getting, you know, old, the dude. kids love this crap. You know, they do. They love it, dude. And we well, yeah. just hate it. We're just like, no, get off my lawn. You know, <laughs> I remember when you used to kick a can outside. Now these kids got cell phones and yeah, like that's, that's the way we are. I feel that way. Like as soon as we said that, I was like, dang, dude, I just, I sound like an idiot. Like I know all these kids are gonna be like, man, those, those uniforms are sweet. And I'm sure it's going to help with recruiting and all that stuff. Cause that's how Oregon reels all their people in. But yeah, but you know. dude, it's, but that's the thing with college and especially, uh, Ohio state who has that much tradition is that they're very traditional in the fact that they're iconic for the way they look. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you've seen Bama wear an alternate uni- uh, u- uniform? Oh, God. Never. Never. <laughs> yeah. What about Penn State? When's the last time you've seen them wear an alt uniform? Yeah. You don't I like see it. it. Those are old, traditional. I mean, even Notre Dame messed with it one time, and people looked at him like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. First of all, let me tell you this. As far as Notre Dame goes, I cannot stand the high-gloss gold helmets. That is not Notre Dame to me. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is like a matte gold finish. Really? Like, yes, I like that finish. That thing, It looks like plastic. Dude. It looks cheap. Yeah. It's cheap, like your mother. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Like I don't like that stuff. Yeah, I'm a traditionalist, dude. And as we get older, man, we're probably just going to get more grumpy. All right, so since we talked about Bama there in the jersey, I want to address Jamison Williams and what he's been doing at Alabama. There's been a lot of talk that 
how can Ohio State let he like this is Joe Burrow again? Like they're letting go of one of the best wide receivers in the country, and that's world class speed and blah blah blah. Like, what is your whole take on this? Because I, I, I just I want to hear your response first. But what, what's your All take right. on Jamison Williams at, at Bama? Jamison Williams, who is she again? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Jamison Williams, like I said, uh, you know, highly touted. I knew he was going to be a superstar. But, dude, if you look at what he's doing right now, okay, I think he's about 29 receptions, 500-plus yards, six touchdowns. Guess who else is? Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Jackson Smith and Jigba's really close to him, too. Yeah, we've got two of those already and almost three. We got got three. We're a three-headed monster. So, you know, where does he fit in? Like, do I feel like we lost something? No, we already got them guys. Like, so let him go. I hope he catches a million touchdowns at Alabama. But I'm telling you, I don't feel any less for letting him go. I don't. Yeah, I think I saw we're, on Twitter, I'm plenty fine with what we have. I saw on Twitter that someone was saying, well, should Brian Hartland get crap for letting him go? I'm like, listen, there's one ball, okay? And we already have three really good wide receivers, Two, the best two guys combined and then with Jackson Smith and Jigba being the third option who is doing fantastic as well like where is he realistically going to fit into this you know and I think he kind of knew that and saw that maybe for him he I mean I'll be honest him going to Alabama has upped his draft stock and I'm not one to really hate on someone for leaving I mean they were a Buckeye so it's not that you know I will root him on but good for him uh, good for him doing well um, but that's got to make you feel good about what we have at Ohio State, knowing that he was kind of our third option, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is young and up-and-comer, and he's doing just fine. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to be fine, but I guess my take from it is I'm happy for the guy, but you need to pump the brakes on flipping out on Brian Hartline or Ohio State for letting him go. I mean, there's one ball, man. You can only give it to one person at a time. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. Anybody that's flipping out on Brian Hartline does not know football. No. Brian Hartline has been killing it at Ohio State, both on the field and off the field with his recruiting. Dude, he is a monster, and I'm telling you, he's going to be coaching a much higher profile, I'm not going to say program, but I'm saying a much higher profile. He'll have a higher profile job very soon if he chooses to take it. Well, I, I, hope, will. I hope he sticks around, but, I mean, you never know in this day and age. I mean, look what just happened at LSU. Um, just recently uh, reported that Coach O, I mean, what? Not even two full years removed from winning yeah, the national yeah, title. That's what happens down in the bayou. <laughs> I heard someone <laughs> say one time, he's like, if Jambalaya could talk, that's what it would sound like. Just <laughs> but, but that's crazy. I mean, you never hear about that. Winning a national title with one of the one of the best teams in college football history uh, with Joe Burrow, and then less than two years later, he's he's done. I mean, that's I, nuts. It is, but, you know, I'm reading all these stories about it and all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes and, you know, stuff that should have been reported that wasn't. And I don't know if any of that's true, and it's not for me to say, but I will say this. Um, when you couple those kind of issues with not winning, uh, things go down the tubes real quick. Mm-hmm. You can sweep stuff under that under the rug like that when you're winning. But, right, when you're winning, but when you're not, it's like, hey, by the way, remember that guy that handed that other guy money and... Turns yeah. out you can't do that. Can't well, do that. you kind of can this year, but not really. Yeah. So, dude, by the way, I mean, look how many coaching vacancies are going to be open, dude. Holy yeah, cow, man. You still got USC vacancy. You got LSU upcoming. 
Um, I'm sure there's some other ones I can't think off the top of my head that are bigger. There's going to be some, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this then. USC, LSU, if you want to maybe answer both or have an idea, who do you think might – let's do LSU. I think people have been beating around the bush with USC. I'm tired of hearing about it. Who do you think might be a good spot or who, who do you think might take the LSU gig next year? People are going to laugh at me and possibly try to eye gouge me. Um, but I'm going to go with Lane Kiffin here, man. Do I think that uh, other coaches are going to get offers to go there? I do. I think James Franklin's going to get a call for stuff. I think Luke Fickle's going to get a call. I think Urban's going to get the calls he gets. I do, but at the end of the day, man, Lane Kiffin's been in the SEC. Um, he knows the SEC, and he's damn near coached everywhere in the SEC. So I really think it makes sense, dude. He's he's on the precipice of getting another job. I've been saying it for when he was at FAU. Mm-hmm. I was saying, okay, it'll only be a couple years, and he'll be back in the mid-level. And then once he gets in the mid-level, it'll be a couple more years. He'll be back in the big time. And I think he's headed there, man. I really do. As far as USC goes, dude, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked at all to see one of the Big Ten coaches or even Urban Meyer take that job. Yeah. I mean, Urban Meyer, that one's such a – at this point, I actually saw a very interesting poll. I almost want to say it was the OHIO podcast that did this poll. But they said uh, if we lost Ryan Day to the NFL – next year not that we would but if we did and Urban Meyer was available will we take him back <laughs> and it was funny the results of the poll I think we're not really overly wanting him back which I find very interesting because I think now that he's not been with Ohio State maybe a lot more people are starting to kind of like LSU's not winning anymore now where the blinders are off a little bit and you're like oh no this guy might be a little bit more of a scumbag than we thought he was dude Urban Meyer's a Here's the thing about Urban, dude. He's a great football college. coach. He's a great yeah. college football coach. He's a great recruiter. He's a great motivator. I but wouldn't call him proven, the best play caller, but... And he's proven that time and time again. I mean, he's right. won everywhere he's went. Okay, minus the NFL right now, but everywhere yeah, but that's a diff- that's a different animal. I mean, yeah. Nick Saban got his butt kicked and went back to college and is the best coach of all time, just about. So, exactly. I mean, NFL is just a completely different animal. But... Urban Meyer has also proven time and time again that he is a very terrible human being. Yeah, like he's made he, questionable judgments in his personal think, life and others. I don't think he's a bad times. human being. I just oh, think dude, that, come on now. Listen, he's not Mother Teresa. And you know I love him. You know I do. Yeah, listen, he's made some questionable decision makings, but you know what? But I'm just saying, like, you know, we're all we all make mistakes. Now, given he's in the public eye, so every little thing is going to get blown up and magnified and everything like that. So he gets a little bit of a raw deal. But um, well, let me ask you: Would you take him back? Um, I would have to see who else would we could possibly get who would be available. But he would. St- I would still definitely consider him. I would. I mean, his he's still seven and zero, seven and zero against that team up north. I mean, that can't be ignored. Um, he's still gotten us a national title. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore that kind of success that he's had with us. And I know he would continue to get, um, good recruits. Um, I know his name's been a little bit tarnished as of late, but you know what? People tend to, like I said, winning, they tend to overlook some things and dude, where, where he goes, the recruits go. Yeah, they really do. They really do. I agree. It's I like, agree with it's that. It's like a one-year turnaround. Like as soon as they, he's like, "Oh, I'm coaching X team," uh-huh. there'll be recruits decommitting everywhere to go there. No. Yeah. And then you know, in two years, they'll be at least pushing to be in the CFP. Yeah. I mean, but would I take him back, dude? This is hard for me to say. 
Yes. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is hard for me to say. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would. Hard decision of my life. Uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, like I said, he's a shitty individual, but he's not here to wake, make friends. We're here to win football games. Uh, and win football games he now, does. Now, don't get me wrong, though. I want to run as clean a program as we can. I mean, I don't... Don't give me that. <laughs> Just kidding, that. dude. You know, dude, I don't want anyone to have an excuse. Like, I don't want to, like, win a national title and then someone be like, yeah, well, you have a dirtbag, blah, 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 and it's because you did this. And I was like, dude, I don't, I don't want to give someone else a reason to hate us even more because I'll tell you what, man, living down here in Kentucky, it gets freaking tiresome. It's not like I'm living up in Columbus where you're constantly hearing a bunch of Homer radio and there's fans all around you. And uh, dude, I'm constantly surrounded by SEC people down here, and it is freaking annoying. Like, if anything bad happens to Ohio State, I get like 14 people messaging me, be like, "Oh, what's wrong with you guys, man? They suck." And I'm like, "Listen, stop riding the coattails of Alabama. They piss me off." So yeah, I don't. I know. I Do you remember that one time ammo. I came down there? So for for those of you who don't know. Uh, Davis lives in in Kentucky. Just over. This isn't the Lowe's Square story, is it? No. Um, so I came down to visit him one time during during the winter, and he was bowling. And so he's like, "Yeah, just meet me here at the bowling alley, right?" So I drive down there, whatever. It was it was pretty cold out, um, and I had an Ohio State winter jacket on. Mm-hmm. And I oh. came in the side door of this bowling alley, and the second <laughs> I walked through the door, this guy stands up. He's like, "Hey." Ohio State sucks, you know, <laughs> dude. And I was like, and dude, without even breaking a sweat, I go, oh, I'm sorry. I said, I didn't know you guys knew what football was down here. You know, <laughs> he's like, F you, you know what I mean? And then we just like kind of shrugged it off and went. But I I know exactly what you're saying, dude, because I experienced a little bit of it firsthand. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nonstop down here. As an Ohio State fan, and people know this, Either you love Ohio State or you hate them. There really isn't an in-between. And they do have a lot of people that hate us. And I think that's another reason why, you know, the Big Ten gets viewed as negatively because it's the hate for Ohio State more than anything. Like, if Ohio State wasn't that good, people wouldn't give two craps about the Big Ten. Maybe they'd even be trying to be like, oh, let's build them up, you know, make them feel good about themselves. But I think, you know, Big Ten gets bad rap because of the hate for Ohio State. So I definitely agree with that. Well, hey – I also want to address real quick before we finish this up. Um, did you notice that uh, obviously we've we've seen there's been some field issues um, with some slipping, and we've seen kind of how the the field looked faded. It's been gosh, I don't know. It's been a while since they put that that artificial turf in. I think the last year they had uh, real grass was that game I went to uh, the Ohio State Michigan game. We were ranked one, they were ranked two. What was that back 2005? Um, Hell, when I was a kid, it was grass, and they used to call it well, John's yard. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was. So it was grass during that game, and I remember at the end of the game, they were going to be re- uh, replacing the turf. So everyone, as they rushed the field, were like pulling up chunks of the turf and taking it home with them. So I guess it's been 15 years that they've had that uh, artificial turf there. But anyways, the whole point is, Ohio State has publicly said, "Hey, we're looking for new designs. Submit your designs." And people have been running with this. And then you've seen some crazy outlandish stuff. And then you've just seen some simple stuff with a little bit of a different mix. So I'm going to ask you this and put you on the spot. Um, obviously, the field right now, it's the, the red end zones, the scarlet end zones with the block O in the middle. And then obviously, you got your Big Ten logos. And that's about it. 
Um, what would you, if you had the choice, what would you like to see differently? Uh, nothing. You want it exactly the same? Yes, I do. I would change a couple things. Um, I would like for the O to maybe be a little bit bigger or have some sort of Buckeye leaf or something with it. And then I would like to see the end zones gray. And other than that, I wouldn't mix up. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. Like I don't need the, you know, every other five yards to be a different shade of green. I mean, it doesn't need to have like all this crazy extra design. Doesn't need to have a script Ohio. I mean, we already have the marching band that does that for us anyways. But I wouldn't mind to see just a little bit of difference there. I mean, I can I can understand why people want that. I mean, it's been I mean, the it's, same but, forever. But, yeah, people like variety. Still, people like but switch still it up. Simple. I mean, if you remember the old end zones, they were just grass, green grass with Ohio State um, painted out in gray mainly. And it was pretty plain looking. If you go back and look at them, I mean, it was pretty plain. I mean, but then again, look at Notre Dame. Notre Dame, what, still has just the diagonal lines in the end zone? Yeah. Like there's is. Dude, I'm like that. I hate change. I'm an old grump, yeah. dude. I want it the way it is. I don't want yeah. it any different. I understand we need new turf because people are slipping and it's it's worn out, needs replaced. Cool. Put it back in. Put the name end zones right where, right where they go, too. Yeah. <laughs> and in the same color. Leave it alone. It ain't broken. Yeah. Fix it. But I don't know. That's I just me, about, dude. I'm old. I thought about maybe trying to be creative and submit something, but realistically, I know what they're going to do. They're going to probably just do a very small change, but it'll look very similar. So, but well, what, honestly, what can we do about getting our logo put in the center of the field instead of the block O? Oh gosh, I mean, it's what? a circle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. There's no way. I know we can't even get a T-shirt company to put our stuff on a hat or you know on a t-shirt or a hat because it's too complicated apparently so yeah not yet but, unless someone's listening that has more of an idea that we're how we can get this stuff turned into merch then we're all for it yeah no kidding all right but dude let's wrap this thing up man we've mumbled on long enough yeah we've covered quite a bit of uh, different topics today uh but be on the lookout for our next episode as we uh will preview the indiana matchup um, don't forget to check out our Facebook page. We have posted our payups for our prop bets. And all I will say is that it's a site you probably will not soon forget. So if you have not already been to the Facebook page and check that out, uh, do yourself a favor and check it out. Um, but as always, you can catch all of our episodes on all major streaming services, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and so on. Um, and we also post these up on YouTube. I typically try to get those up, um, you know, as, as quickly as possible. But, um, if you're, if you're just subscribed to us, uh, through Spotify or something like that, you'll see them as soon as they pop up in there. So, um, definitely, uh, give us a listen, a like, uh, check us out on the Facebook page. Other than that guys, uh, just thanks for again for stopping by and, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. As always go bucks. Oh, H.